0: Everybody and welcome to the Spacemen from Pluto podcast. I will be your host this week, Ben. Joining me, as always, Dan, James, and Christian.
1: <laughs> Sorry, Dan. I was laughing. I was laughing at how unenthusiastic Dan's. Because oh, as you can
2: all tell, Dan's really happy to be here right now. <laughs> yeah, he didn't try I and am. stop stop us from recording earlier. No, <laughs> that Dan's... classic look.
3: We, I guess, we don't have
2: to if it's not going to work out.
3: <laughs> I was just giving yeah. Christian options. I was being <laughs> conscious of Christian's mental health, that's all. You know? So Aww. sue me.
0: <laughs> For your own personal gain, though.
3: Well, yeah, if I can benefit, <laughs> <laughs> then that's fine. <laughs> Dan cares about
2: everyone's well-being when it benefits him.
3: <laughs> yeah, there are no such thing as truly altruistic acts, are there? Oh, what's that? Is that in... I feel like that's a
2: plot line in Friends at one point, isn't it? Where like...
3: oh. I think it's I can't remember which
2: other one it is but Phoebe's convinced there can be a purely good thing and someone's like no there is there is no 100% good thing because you either do it to get something
3: back or you do it because it makes you feel good. It's I true. think I probably agree to that to an extent but to a greater and lesser degree for certain certain situations and people. Like these people who like I saw something today actually some guy like goes to like a, dr- a drive-through McDonald's it was just some like YouTube show or something. And he's like, yeah, I just want a Diet Coke. And the person, the cashier out the window is just like, oh, that'll be 99 cents. And he goes, okay, cool. Uh, yeah, by the way, just pay for the guy behind me as well. And um, just let him know that I hope he's having a really good day. And yeah, blah, 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 blah. And I just thought, fuck off. Like, <laughs> why, like what, a, what a dick. Like, yeah, fine, do that don't film it and stick it online because mm. it's obviously just doing it for like like clout. to look good on social media yeah, just... doing internet clout the there same was, as it's a...
2: like a whole series not series, but it's in like there was a period of time where loads of videos came out of um youtubers giving food to homeless people it's like it's just it's just yeah. a bit patronizing really yeah yeah
3: here you go buddy here's a sandwich here's a here's a coffee yeah and uh, f- sticking a phone in the guy's face at the same time like the last thing you need is, it's like there's something Horrible about it, I think, but you know that's social media for you, isn't it? Just yeah. fucking twist people into goblins. Anyway, welcome to the <laughs> podcast, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> what a, what a as great a
0: stranger start! Ever as a, as a stranger ever come up to you, Dan, and just giving you pocket change? Out of pity, <laughs> or... In most days,
3: actually, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's fine.
0: I take it. I refuse to believe there's a universe. Where Dan's enthusiastic about the channel. <laughs> 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 about
3: what are you talking about? I'm so <laughs> enthusiastic about the channel. It's
0: just not. It's just not
3: believable to me. <laughs> I just don't believe it. And it's the the most enthusiastic of anything in my life. Like I'm the most <sighs> enthused about this channel.
1: Can you mm.
3: not tell by the tone of my voice, which is <laughs> very monotone today? because like I tone singular. <laughs> no, no. I'm, fi- I'm, I'm, well, I'm I- fine. I'm happy. I'm, happy. I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy. Sorry, Ben. I'm trying ben, to segue. Happy you're here trying well, to segue. I know. Go on. Hurry up. No, that... no. <laughs> you host, mate. Go on. You do the segue. <laughs> go on. Actually, go on, Dan. Do the segue. What are we talking about? Well, you kind of just lightly touched upon uh, multiverses there, multiple universe, the universe where I'm actually kind of, you know, happy. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Fucking hell. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I am actually like, all right. <laughs> oh, God, here we go. Five, five minutes in. It's become, it. it's become the therapy session. <laughs> five minutes in. Have you had a good week, um, Dad? Have you had a good... Tell us about your week. Uh, it's, it's It's been all right, actually, because I've seen a very good film. Uh, which we're kind of like going well, to be discussing pulled it back, pulled it <laughs> back. <laughs> we're going to be discussing it during this uh this podcast but maybe a little later because we wanted to talk about multiverses basically didn't we because we've yeah. seen two films very contrasting quality in my opinion both based on the the conceit of uh the theme of multiverses um one being um everything everywhere all at once which we which a bunch of us saw the other day, and well, me and Ben saw the other day, um, and one being Doctor Strange: The Multiverse of Madness, the latest Marvel car crash. Um, <laughs> um, so we're going to discuss those. Aren't we? I think we're going to start with Multiverse of Mad Madness first, though, right?
0: Multiverse yeah. of blandness. Am I right? How long have you had um, that one thought know. up? Honest to God, I came up with that on the spot. I don't believe God. You.
2: Don't believe I'm pretty you. sure I, I'm pretty sure I heard you say it the other day. I would bet any money if you go through the notes app on Ben's phone, it's written in there now. Short your face, <laughs> man.
3: <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, I thought of that title in my opinion of the film before I saw it, so I had to,
3: like, commit well, the yeah.
0: whole... Nah, jokes, jokes, jokes. Sam Raimi's back, everybody. I was happy.
2: He is. A fleeting That's second.
3: So what, what's, our, what's our opinion? James, I'm pretty sure that you likes this film, right? Yeah,
2: man. I'd, I had a really fun time watching this film. I think part of it was just, like, it was... We, you know what? It's been since December, so it's been a while since we've had, like, a Marvel movie. They've all been shows, and the shows have been a bit middling recently so like i just enjoyed like particularly that first scene where he's fighting the octopus monster in new york i was like i feel like i'm back with marvel i'm watching a marvel film again and that just felt like warm and comfortable to me and i really enjoyed that i just had a fun time with this film could it have been better yeah it could have been a lot better but i still really enjoyed this film yeah i think people were expecting a lot though weren't they
3: they were expecting i i was expecting this to be like the um a film to kind of almost rival, not necessarily rival like Endgame and Infinity War and all that, but like something to really bring together the whole kind of Marvel Phase 4 thing, the multiverse thing with the TV with, with, that we've seen with the TV shows. Mm. um I thought it was going to really inject a bit of a life into um, Marvel again, into the MCU again. And I think a lot of other people thought that as well. And what what we got wasn't really that I thought. It was kind of like a pretty stock film when it came down when it came down to it, a pretty stock kind of filler Marvel film, like you know a three out th- um, three out of five type deal. I think I gave it on Letterboxd. I think I might have gave it three or three and a half or something. Probably three actually, because it just didn't have, it just didn't have that thing I was looking for. It wasn't, oh yeah, MCU's back. You know I know what they're doing now. It all kind of makes sense, and I'm excited again. The thing um, I will
2: say to that, though, is, and I've seen a few people saying this online and stuff, of, oh, Marvel just doesn't know where it's going yet. There's no, like, clear direction. Like, what's the next endgame and that? And it goes back to what I was saying. I knew people would get worried about having to go back to setup. We didn't get the first hint to Infinity Gems, Infinity War, any of that until the end of Phase 1. Like, Avengers, when we got given a post-credits where you saw Thanos' face. That's it. Like, yeah, Mark, but, you don't get yeah, the but within ticket that... stuff fed, um, like fed in until a few films in. But
0: within that, though, we all knew we're getting all our Avengers, and then we're getting an Avengers movie. Yeah, but you like, know the, that was the film min- coming up. The- we don't know that. We do. No, we don't. Yeah, we- of course we're going to get another
2: Avengers. We film. don't. i, I- get a grip.
0: We don't know like where. We don't know like where we're going. Like we think, like what are- is it like? Is it leading? We don't know. Not in that stronger sense like the the phase one spin
2: no I, I don't know though i don't think phase one had such a strong direction i think they made a couple films saw what it did they figured out what worked and then went from there
3: yeah because at phase one was very much like the whole idea of the mcu was a new thing it was like all yeah. these interconnected films it's like will audiences actually get it and you know we've got all these characters who are like who that what that Thor a Thor film for god's sake like and. Um, so it took time to actually gain the trust of the audience and everything and i think um what when did he say the thanos kind of reveal was,
2: was it's, it the a... end, it's the it's the post credit scene to the first avengers film avengers
1: yeah okay and even then they um they they threw in thanos but they didn't know what thanos was going to do or yeah. be at that point yeah because and he one... looked
3: really janky didn't he yeah, like a
1: really cuz one of the characters um one of the characters says something like, To the challenge them is to court, is to court death. death, which is his comic book motivation, and had nothing to do with the final motivation he had in Infinity War. He has a human hand, doesn't he? In the scene, I don't know if you see it. There's a there shot, of, I
0: can't yeah. There's a shot of his hand stand
2: up. It's like a human hand, I think. <laughs> and yeah, he's got it a big it's like, purple it all face. early doors. Like this stuff. People like to, you know, watch Endgame and all these new films and be like." Oh yeah, like this was always the thing. It's like I, you know, you know, like you've got to give it time. You've got to have like them set up, and they'll feed stuff through. And I'll tell you what, I recently went and read the 2015 Secret Wars comic book storyline, and it absolutely feels like that could be their next end game and Infinity War. Having read it, what happens in it is very, it's very multiversal, and the characters that play big parts in it are either confirmed or heavily rumored to be the ones that they're
1: setting up for this next big. They're, they're, they're doing... Films. We've already had confirmation of Secret Invasion, mm. and now we've had confirmation that the TV show Secret Invasion is set during the blip. So it's set before all these films.
2: Yeah, and I don't know how I feel about um,
1: that. So yeah. I, I feel like They made Secret... a show about it, James,
0: <laughs> called The Leftovers, and it's bloody sick. Like so it, it could God. be
2: good and entertaining, but I'm just worried it's going to be another black widow and captain marvel where yeah it might be good and we might enjoy the storyline but there's just kind of not zero stakes but there's just this element of yes but i know what happens after this it's it's not far enough in the past to be a prequel it could be its own thing it's too close to modern times it's like yeah but
3: i i know there's not going to be any huge fallout after this i thought they were actually going to set like set up potentially like secret invasion or whatever it was was it secret invasion
2: so there's two things secret invasion is when it's revealed that the shape-shifting aliens the scrolls have been on earth for ages and infiltrating places and then i don't know why it's called secret wars if i'm honest because there's nothing very secret about it is like a multiverse is like converging and
3: crashing into each other yeah to be honest though james i just don't think that's like interesting enough like the Krull. Oh, is scroll, that- scroll. scroll, scroll, scroll! Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. oh no, <laughs> set him off! You didn't sipped it down. <laughs> no, but like, I don't think those scroll characters.
1: I mean, are that interesting from what we've seen of them? They've, ca- they've kind of butchered what their comic images yeah. uh, in the films because they've kind of they- they've turned them into these comedy characters. Whereas yeah. the whole point of Secret Invasion is they basically find out that. Like presidents and world leaders and all this sort of thing have been infiltrated slowly but surely without anyone realizing. And that- it's a pretty similar thing to you know in Winter Soldier, Dan, when it was revealed that Hydra
2: have actually been part of Shield and working stuff behind the scenes the whole time. Yeah, it's similar to that kind of thing. Yeah,
3: basically. so it's almost like old ground. Like thematically, yeah, if you bit. like, they're, but like, I, but on a
0: bigger scale, similar. It's similar to now, man. Like we're ten minutes in, but it's true, man. Like the lizards, like <laughs> Boris is a lizard.
1: <laughs> like, look into it, scaly and green. Zuckerberg. They're all. <laughs> they're all lizards. These are all lizards. I think the interesting aspect of Secret Invasion came from the fact that they were like, well, you know, we'll get the heroes together, we'll figure out who's a scroll, but then I'm pretty sure there's some big revelations in Secret Invasions about certain heroes. Having not been those heroes for a while. That's gonna like mess with people though, yeah, right?
3: No. Like, like so... I don't know if people are like that. It's like when uh, Thingy, uh, Mad Eye Moody, was uh, yeah. David Tennant. Yeah, and it's
2: exactly like, like that.
3: And it didn't make any sense because Mad Eye Moody, during. What film was that in? Was that *Goblet, of fire. Goblet of fire*? Yeah, Mad Eye Moody all the way through that film, and it, the characterization of Mad Eye Moody is like you know you, you grow to you know appreciate this character and understand his character and everything, and then it turns out oh it's just fucking David Tennant, and the real Mad Moody has been in a box the whole film, <laughs> and so none of it mattered and it wasn't really him. And it's and gonna what's be
2: really fun is in the next film when he and Harry
3: talk as if they know each other. <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly each other so stupid and honestly no it feels like all this multiverse stuff all this stuff you're mentioning they're just writing themselves into a massive tangled like mess that it's just not going to be meaningful and like i am always interested to see how they manage to kind of untangle it all and make it actually good but i just don't feel like I don't feel like they have enough focus. That's why the whole multiverse of madness film, I thought was going to kind of bring it, bring it all together in some way. And maybe we'd have some hints of this secret war, or we'd have like something in it that was tying together. The TV shows that we've had that all uh, in uh, multiverse related like Loki. Um, But
2: no, I'll give you that. It is weird how they've done a few different shows and films so far that have, you know, sort of messed with the idea of multiversal theory and all this idea. And then the only real link we get is Doctor Strange goes, oh yeah, we had a thing with Spider-Man a week it's
3: ago. so That's... weird. Yeah, It's, it's really weird.
0: Again.
2: I, it's
0: really bizarre that they haven't affected each other in any, any I... way. And
3: now we've got this other thing, sorry Christian, now we've got this other thing with Spider-Man where he's been made to forget like that, like everyone's been made to forget that Spider-Man existed, including Zendaya. No, they forget
2: that he's Peter Parker. Oh yeah,
3: yeah. So like, yeah, Spider-Man still exists, but... Yeah. The hot like everything that has happened and we've seen his character go through. Nobody remembers that, so he has to like. They're obviously going to have to write it, so everyone then re remembers in some way or there's something. Some some way it's like it's just all these weird little like like writing decisions that are just making it more and more complex to kind of get out of. I
1: think that's uh that's been my issue with like I've not been I'm not not enjoying the films that Marvel are putting out. Like they're they're they seem I'm enjoying the films themselves, it's just they do seem to be on this path more so than ever of not really committing to any direction. They keep sort of, you know, it's not like this thing of the, the, the first phase where we didn't know who the big bad was and then they built to the Avengers and then we got a big bad that we were building to it's more of they're like oh it could be this person it could be this it might be this it could be this and because we've been bombarded with so many things it's like so where are we going with this cuz i think they're just kind of testing
2: the waters yeah. really they're just putting some stuff out there see what people respond to well, they need to they need, to, they I, need to, to stop
1: testing then, really. and dive face first into it the water it feels
2: like i would like
0: some more the, it, it feels like at the moment they just they just transitioning where they just yeah. yeah they're switching out all the, the male counterparts and putting in all the female counterparts mainly at the moment. So we've got it, our uh, updated Black Widow. We've now getting our th- female Thor. We're getting our female uh, the, our live action the, Shrek. The, I mean, Hulk. Female Hawkeye. We've got now female Hawkeye, female Captain America's <laughs> live action now. Yep. Female Iron Man girl's going to pop up. She's in uh, Black Panther. Oh, um, she's going to be in that. It's
3: going to be female Black Panther as well, right? No, no. We don't know, probably. There's a good chance Uh, we don't know. Apparently,
1: uh, uh, the current rumour is that they've swerved away from doing that, and now it's going to be Winston Duke.
2: Yes, I'm okay with that. Yeah,
1: because the girl cancelled herself. (laughs) By going on a massive anti-vax, anti-abortion, anti-everything rant, so... If you work for Disney,
3: don't do that. That's it's not gonna it's not gonna work out, top is it? It's clearly Dan's not. Gonna... Top tip. Dan's top tip. We've not really discussed the actual film mm. itself, though. Um, is there anything that stood out in the film? Anything you hated in the film? Anything you liked in the film? Uh,
2: it's John Krasinski's in this film. Big he time. Is. Spoiler alert! If you've not seen this film by now, it's your own fault. It's been a while. They just went and did it, didn't they? That's the power of the internet yeah yeah i i'll I'll say it now i think he's fine i don't think he's a bad actor i don't think it's a bad performance but it's just there yeah i i I don't i've never thought he was an incredible idea for reed richards there's nothing about him that i look at and go oh yeah he'd be the perfect reed richards he just kind of
0: looks the part i think it was clearly to me it felt clearly so what's the what's the the actual Panda. phrase "hap hap dash together" whatever the phrase is, Maybe. slap Ooh. together. Oh, well, like, it just felt like Olsen never met. Yeah, it just felt like it was. Um, it was just like John, just kind of just reading the lines, yeah. and like he did He obviously didn't have a character yet because there is no character yet, and they kind of like, oh, we'll just whip up a quick blue wetsuit and put a four on it and it's, it looked a bit wetsuity to me. Like it a bit yeah. weirdly skinned like oddly skin tight in a bad way and it was fine. And yeah, like yeah the, the and like I thought, oh that's like a fun idea of John being in it and his wife, Emily Blunt, could be whatever and mm. but then I, and then I could see it and then I think, oh, it's weird because it's like you shouldn't let the audience really do this. I it's like it this is where
2: it ends. I don't know if I want him to be the new MCU Mr. Fantastic but I, I think don't. He is.
1: I don't think they'll make him the new MCU Mr. Fantastic I mean all the internet doesn't seem to think so anyway because the internet's now currently the, you know they're, they're looking at people who are meeting with Marvel and looking at this and looking at that and apparently the possible current choice for Mr. Fantastic for the actual Fantastic Four film is uh, Daniel Craig which it's a absolutely, absolutely bizarre choice but... Glenn Howerton, man, give him nah. the role.
0: Nah, Rob Rob McElhenney. Nah, he's the thing. Glenn
1: Glenn's Doctor Doom. Nah. Glenn has to be Doctor Doom. Nah, man, Giancarlo Esposito is Doctor Doom. There we go. Nah, he needs to be Magneto. Also, that idea. Giancarlo yeah. should be
0: Magneto.
2: The what was I gonna say? Okay. Shit. I don't. You have a think, Ben. Black Bolt's in this film. They just went ahead and acknowledged the Inhumans. Oh, I can't I was gonna say, believe it!
0: Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, they should have. They should have got the guy from the Fantastic Four movie, so yes. like twenty years ago. That I guy, that, that would have been great. Yeah, I, I said to Dan, I, that was my favorite one. That they got that guy from that terrible Mental. inhuman show back. I loved it. I'm all about redeem the redeem the poor the poor performances.
3: Redeem did them. He, did he redeem it?
1: Yeah, they gave him yeah, a chance. it's better. It's better than the show. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. I, I th- he
3: did supply quite I, a quite a, a brutal, uh, it's brutal so, scene. Yeah.
1: it's great. I, I think the best thing about him turning back up to be Black Bolt again is that it shows that they've not given up on the Inhumans yet, which is which it. is good mm-hmm. because they are very essential to some of the stories that they want to tell.
2: I just, I, I'm so confused. As to why he has a CGI mask on, why did they not just build this man a mask? Honestly, you said that in a Facebook chat.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't. I didn't. It, I didn't notice it's it. It's hundred percent CGI. I didn't notice, so I'd have to go back and have a it, look. It I, 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 didn't like take, I didn't notice.
2: I didn't in Endgame, when there's the Captain America versus Captain America fight, and he's got a very obviously CGI mask on, it looks like
1: that. it's so that you know his head could go well yeah. i've just odd decisions but <laughs>
2: yeah. I, I, but they stuck patrick stewart in a huge gold toilet and wheeled him out onto set.
3: literally wheeled him out yeah so here he is he clearly has no oh. idea what's
2: going on in any
3: of those <laughs> yeah he's just there for the bit Where, where's the what time's lunch <laughs> uh, okay. okay yeah put me back in it
2: fine but they played the 90s theme song and it was sick they yeah. no, didn't. They did. But they did.
0: gave you half a second and a yeah. bit of the notes. It's like it's, a motif. it's just, it's just pandering, man. Just pandering. He had the
2: wavy <laughs> lines on his head, Ben.
0: It's not. It's. It's just. It's. It, it's nah. <laughs> I think because I couldn't enjoy it because I was going through the torture of the season two of Picard, and it's mm-hmm. just. <laughs> Awful, it's so awful. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've had to deal with Patrick Stewart for 10 weeks now, and then he shows up in this, and I was like, oh my god, it's just this doddery old, sad man that doesn't know where he sad. is. And like the way wit- that, yeah, I thought it looked really odd, his arms were hanging out of it, yeah, and I thought they looked really weird just look pathetic and then like it's just silly when they he like what he he what he waits for five minutes off stage to be for his cue in the context
2: of the scene and then it's like it's for it's not for dr strange it's for us it's just silly yeah i don't care though like i would have liked more of that that's my maybe biggest gripe with this film is i wanted more just even if they are quick flash in the pan cameos i just wanted more like that like the scene when um they're tumbling through the multiverse, and you see them like there's a world where they're paint, there's a world where they're animated, there's dinosaurs. I would have rather swapped that out for them blasting through a bunch of old Marvel films. Oh, that's but too like, much, though. No, but like see,
3: for that's for what? This for film's what? For. Like if you're gonna do multiverse, do it. Oh, yeah, maybe, maybe. That whole section in the middle, though, with all the cameos, wasn't it? Didn't live up to the hype at all. It was really and that's my like, thing. I want yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I mean, it didn't quite know like what it was this film i thought it was like it, it felt like a, a doctor strange film but it was also trying to be oh with a multiversal look let's be, be, be met. i in.
1: i loved that second act because i wasn't really expect. like i kept seeing all these like oh and this person's in it and this person's in it i was just like oh it's all completely fabricated until i see it happen so i i guess i just had like no expectations for it being this like over the top big thing i just expected another you know i expected what we got which was another marvel film where they introduced the problem of the multiverse and then resolve it by the time the film's over
3: yeah well they didn't resolve it did they because because we had that post-credits scene with charlie's there on where she's like yeah you caused an incursion um time to do doctor strange three or whatever the hell it was We <laughs> <laughs> should look down the parallel the, the camera direct line, was it? <laughs> come with me we've got to do doctor strange three
0: it just yeah. it felt like they'd they they've made the film it, it's a film i want to watch again without knowing what it actually mm. is so you can kind of judge it on its own like merit what it is so like they made that and then they kind of and then spider-man came out and everyone was like oh it's called Multiverse of madness Tom Cruise is going to show up. And it so felt sad, a bit like, that? well, yeah, there's a vibe of Marvel like shit themselves and went, oh God, we've not made that film. John Krasinski, are you free? Yeah, uh, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's the well, vibe I got from the, it. And that's why it feels so out the, of place. This film
1: mm. suffers from two problems from its general marketing. A, it was meant to come out before Spider Man and then was moved to after. So they had to add all that extra stuff referring to Spider-Man in there. And B, it was called Multiverse of Madness. It was named that when Scott Derrickson was still the director, and then he got booted off and of course the entire film was rewritten when Raimi came on board. So it had nothing to do with Scott Derrickson's original Multiverse of Madness story, but kept the name. Yeah, bizarre.
2: I was some things I did really enjoy about this film. Doc Strange actually does at least some more interesting spells. It's yeah. not just a laser light show of orange slapping orange.
0: Yeah, that first fight is so boring, uninteresting. Uh, the the Kajmatar, whatever it's called. Kaj the one that Men- looks Menage. like a, a
2: Destiny uh, mission. Something like that.
0: No, not the Destiny mission. Oh, the
3: That's one with Wanda. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah.
2: Uh, I enjoy I think. I think the girl who plays America Chavez is really good in this film. I enjoyed her. I thought she was good.
3: Did she need to be in this film though? Really? Yes. Did she? The whole
2: film revolves around her, then. Why? Yeah, because you could have just have rewritten MacGuffin it though. And she's how they get through the multiverse. Yeah, you but... could have, re- you could have rewritten it. Yeah, well, why? Yes. You could say about <laughs> anything. <Elephant. laughs> <laughs> give me any film, I'll be like, ah, you don't need that thing in. Any, any film could be rewritten to change something you dickhead. It's like she wasn't <laughs> but, but she's... It's like she wasn't
3: really in the film. But though, she's she? she's like...
1: essential because she's part of one of the things that they definitely know they are setting up, which is the young Avengers. Yeah. She's like a key staple uh, of that, so.
2: Did you enjoy how her portals were star shaped for Whatever
3: reason, america. Like, it's because she was Amer- america It's funny when he kept American. saying like, "We've got to find, America we've got to protect America, or whatever." It was. <laughs> or, like, it's like, is this are they trying to? Is this on purpose? Or are they trying to be like, <laughs> is, is this propaganda? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or, like a symbols of yeah. giant star. <laughs> it's like, what's
2: going on here? <laughs> I, I just enjoyed it. Like, you know, I, there hasn't been many criticisms that people have come out with, and I've been like, oh no, that's wrong. I just I just don't care.
1: I just yeah. enjoyed I, I, I enjoyed. Was it fine? I it's enjoyed that I enjoyed the Ramey aspects of it. It did feel like he was reined in at certain points. There was definitely some cuts where I was like there was definitely an extra bit of that scene where Marvel watched it and were like no. But <laughs> I I enjoyed that it felt like a Ramey film, like you could see that he had put his mark on it. Just, you know, mm. on the same on the same level as you can feel it with other Marvel films. It always feels like that director light. So like yeah. Thor, Thor, yeah. Ragnarok yeah. isn't a Taika Waititi film, but it's not void of his personality. Yeah, I mean, it. it I went
0: yeah. in. It's a Sam Raimi film, and I and I went in only wanting one thing, and I was like, "Is Bruce Campbell going to show up? Is he going to show up?" And I said to you guys, "That's all I wanted," because you'd already seen the film as well. And so yeah, and I and I got what I wanted, so I walked away satisfied, and and I got the cherry on top that he. He literally closes the film out. Um, yep. so it's immediately my favourite end credit scene, so I, I was happy with it. And he gets beat, he beats himself up again. It's just classic Sam Raimi, just just tormenting his best friend <laughs> on camera again. It's just classic stuff. So I enjoyed it. It, you know, it's fine. The film's fine. Yeah, I'd say it's like a fine, good film. I, 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 think I was worried about the craziness of it all, and I think they in maybe you've got to keep it kind of some somewhat focused and they they tried with you know with being about like wonder and like the character driven as much as possible which is probably maybe a good idea because i just don't know man i just think like i i was every time they do this everyone thinks this is the one where it's going
2: to be crazy and it's just
0: they just they just don't think they're ever going to do that because it's just gonna fall apart and if they are completely not
2: going to be in what is essentially phase one of the next storyline like we're kind of back in phase one you're not going to get the huge event stuff yet Uh,
1: yeah like like you said with the whole like setting up the like like passing the torches essentially we are back in that phase one like establishing heroes we've got this heroes that are already established but it's like but these guys aren't important anymore like yeah, but yeah, the a good Thor's is making the, the away from Lady Thor, yeah.
0: Moon Knight's Now here, we've got Shang Chi's here, America America's here. It's just like
3: <laughs> But for those characters to yeah. actually mean anything though, they they need their own films and they need to be built up again. Like it all needs to be rebuilt up again. Like Lady Thor, for example, or America Chavez or whatever. For those for these characters that actually hold any weight, they need the same kind of care and attention that they're this phase is one and phase... Two. Yeah, exactly, and it's just not there. They feel like really hollow characters that have just kind of been thrown in for a bit of, like, something different, and for people to go, oh, look, look, they're doing something different, they're doing something, like, all the characters are uh, women now, it's the women versions, and it's, like, diversity and all this kind of stuff, but there's, like, a hollowness to it, like, a cynicism to it, I think. Uh,
1: yeah, that... I think that's how they're going to do it. They're not going to straight up just give them their own... Unless it's like Shang-Chi... You know, you get, you'll get you still get some like Shang-Chi Eternals, Moon Knight... That are set up separately to everything else... Because there's nothing that they really connect to. Um, but then... You know, stuff like... Uh, you know, like in Hawkeye... Her, like Kate Bishop's story directly connects to Hawkeye... So they'll have this like first season of like and here's them interacting and here's the sort of passing of the torch and then eventually they'll give her her own thing when they've killed off or retired Jeremy Renner and been like yeah go away we're not paying you anymore
0: I I really liked the bit when he's like a rotting corpse and he has to benedict cumberbatch has to deliver the emotional speech and it's like a big fat close-up of his dead face and he's got no lips and he's like, like this is like laughable it's the- hilarious the best part about that whole thing yeah, yeah. is the wink yeah, yeah and he winks out like, oh my god it's so i i just know sam raimi found that hilarious
2: yeah he <laughs> <laughs> like, that's meant to be a bit just... funny it's this, but it's
0: like the emotional climax of the film, and he's like telling like believe in yourself, and he's like, gah, gah, and
1: he's so sort of like he can't talk; he's a corpse. It's just so good, but, but that's what Sam Raimi finds funny. Yeah, we well, got yeah. let him get away with it. So yeah, yeah,
0: like like like, like you're saying about like the Sam Raimi like light, light. Like there's the bit when like those the souls of the dead, and it's like a it's again the MacGuffin's a book. It's it's hmm. a book and an evil book and then like the souls of the dead come out and they have that kind of like oh we're going to eat your soul it's like so <laughs> yeah evil dead and
1: uh, yeah I, I, honestly one of the best one of the best shots is uh when uh she's like don't you have to have yourself in that universe to dream walk into and he goes yeah, who yeah. he says "Who's she doesn't she say like a living strange hmm. and he says who says they have to be living and then it cuts like flash lightning cut and then just the, the eyes open in the the tomb i was like this That's is good. so Ramy." like Ramy was just <laughs> he was wetting himself behind the camera like i can't believe that marvel <laughs> are letting me do this
2: uh, I'm assuming you guys clocked it, especially you, Christian. When was the Evil Dead car in this film? Is it just I know on the exactly in New
1: York?
0: when it was. I know exactly when it was. It's when they they've travelled, they've tumbled through a multiverse, uh, and the car's are, like hanging in the air. Uh, um, okay. The roaster's right there, man. Bright, nice yellow, <laughs> hanging in the air. And I said, I, I was like straight away. I was like, there it is. Ooh. There's the car. Yeah, it is there. <laughs>
1: The the only the there. only uh, Sam Raimi aspect that was missing from this film was there was no Ted. Yeah, where was Ted Raimi, man? Where was Ted Raimi? Yeah, yeah, his his brother. Yeah, maybe he is
0: in there somewhere. I
2: was gonna say maybe he plays uh, one of the zombie things or something, or voices in. Yeah, maybe a
0: voice. Yeah, because yeah, he should probably. be in there somewhere. Maybe he got cut. Um, he yeah, it's
2: a shame. I just think if you're gonna do like multiverse stuff, like if you're not if you're not gonna go mental with it, what's the point? I want it to be big and mad. And you know what? I want it to be a bit silly. Like everything everywhere all at once.
3: It's <laughs> a lovely transition. Yeah, so we've all, we've all seen we've we've all seen another multiverse film. Um James watched it today, I think. I did. I watched it only a few hours ago. And I don't honestly. I don't. I don't really know like what kind of a conversation we're gonna have about this film. I don't know where to start. I don't really know what my thoughts are properly on this film. I haven't fully processed it because it's definitely a film I'm going to see again. Yeah, a hundred percent. Probably a couple of times, maybe more. Um, I, I, I basically absolutely loved this film. Like, I totally, <laughs> totally thought it was the best film I've seen all year. Um, we'll go into why, I guess, during this conversation. I want (laughs) to see what you guys think of it. I want to know, specifically James, because I know what Ben (gasps) thinks. I know what Christian thinks. I know you both liked it. I don't know exactly why, but James, I don't know. So, James, please tell me, what did you think?
2: I loved this film. I had so much fun watching this film. It's like, it's just exactly what I would, like, like I was saying then, if you're going to do multiverse film, I want it to be a bit bonkers. And this is it. This is like that whole scene where oh, we're just doing spoilers. We're not asked, are we? Yeah. yeah. That yeah, whole we... scene where her daughter is like taking out all the security guards by like turning into like the Mexican
1: dancer, the wrestler and all this. And that. that's great. That's so fun. Honestly, I think that was the best aspect of this film that it wasn't so much like they knew they didn't have the budget for like properly traveling across multiverses, and the, you do get bits of pieces of traveling and scenes from. But instead of doing that, they're like, "Oh, we'll bring aspects of those multiverses into one universe." I love it, I and love I think that's the, the concept. I, I loved that form of fighting of them being able to tap into other universes. Yeah, man,
2: the idea of like. Just it's it's something I I, you know I maybe I just haven't seen it, but I've not seen something like this before, and just this idea of them being like, okay, so like they need this. Um, skill to do it so i'll go and find it someone in, in the multiverse of me that has that skill but i really enjoyed that it wasn't just a oh, okay so she needs to be able to hold her breath because there's gas coming in so um there's someone who trained to hold their breath they go oh, okay so there's a version of her that's a really good singer so she would have really good breath control so she can hold her breath super long like it was all clever thought out oh, just just new just something i hadn't seen before
3: and how during that specific scene in general um also like kept into cut into all the, to her singing yeah. in in some kind of like opera performance and that the the music was like spliced into the scene in this really clever way and it was all this yeah. like like it all was working together. Everything was working together, like just in, in that specific scene, but in the film in general, there was so much of that where it's like, that's why I want to see it again yeah. because there's so many little details in, in there.
2: If it doesn't like, get nominated and maybe even win Best Editing at the Oscars, I'm going to be livid.
1: The, I think that's going to Yeah, yeah. The, the, uh, the fact that this film had a, a visual effects team of five people, <laughs> five, <It's sorry. laughs> premier, managed Pro... to pull that off. <laughs> Yeah, that's
3: crazy. Five, people,
1: do
2: this
3: film.
1: five people with <laughs> Premiere Pro and Doctor Strange had probably hundreds and still had green outlines and yeah. scenes that looked janky on the, the visual effects. And I'm like, this is bonkers that with like a tenth of the budget, they've managed to make this m- like mental, funny, emotional multiverse
3: film. Yeah. I mean, Adobe really need to lean on the fact that this was. I mean, it wasn't solely created in, mm. in Premiere Pro. It was just kind of. I assume like, rough cuts were created, and then I don't know how much more of the Adobe kind of Creative Cloud is used. <laughs> I don't think after like I don't think After Effects sort used. Who the hell knows? But the fact that like you know you can do the basics of the editing for a film like this uh, within that program, like Adobe need to like be like yeah. Look, <laughs> subscribe to our subscribe to our program. Oh, just
2: I, and I'll be honest. There was some, I was watching this at one point. And I was like, "Is this a is this an Edgar Wright film?" It feels very Edgar Wright with like some of the humor, the style of it, the action matches, and all the cuts and that. It felt very similar to his style, so I was all on board for that, and I'm pretty sure there was even a Hot Fuzz reference in there. When the bit when um the daughter gets shot and she goes. It's all right, mum. It's only organic. That is so yeah, like the maybe. whole "it's only yeah. Bolognese Andy" bit. You should check out. They've
0: done. I don't know how many films they've done, but they did the film called Swiss Army Man. Yes. Oh, everyone not should too, go see that
1: film. Like not too long ago. That,
2: like... Yeah, I will definitely look at other stuff this director's done after watching this. Yeah, it's, it's Swiss Army,
1: Swiss Army Man, and this have a lot in common of being like utterly bizarre films that manage to provoke emotion from you and you're not sure why because they're generally quite silly (laughs) but still have this like emotional surface and have a great way of tying the soundtrack the editing the cinematography all into one i mean swiss army man's soundtrack is still one of the best soundtracks in cinema
3: honestly like like, i can't overstate how like impressed i was by it though it's like like you we watch so many films and a lot of them are good and a lot of them are really good and a lot of them are mediocre like Doctor strange um for example (laughs) (laughs) but then you watch some and it's like not just films it's like when it's music or it's like anything creative sometimes you'll 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 find something where every single thing just comes together in a way that's almost like like, otherworldly, like, it's, Mm. like, it doesn't quite, like, this is how I feel about it, I don't know about you guys, but, like, it just felt like, I don't know, there was, there there was something emotional about, like, just witnessing the, the, the level of creativity, the level of, like, just, of so many different disciplines Music, editing, filmmaking, cinematography, like, like plot, script, acting, everything, everything in that film coming together in this really, like, unbelievable way. Like, I've not really seen in a while. And it's like, it's a piece of, not to get wanky, (laughs) but it's a piece of art that kind of, like, stands, like, like. Separately to the medium, if you know what I mean, it's it's sort of like that, in my opinion. Anyway, I know Ben gave it like four and a half star <laughs> on the Letterbox. I think like I'm going
2: to give it four and a half stars as well. To be fair, but
0: I, I I'll say my it is like a five star film. I just, I looked at my Letterbox five stars, and they're just like the ultimate, the ones that I've just loved my whole life thing. Hmm. My yeah, five stars, that. so I they're saved. So five. it could it could easily be a five.
2: Yeah, I would give this film five stars if it didn't lose me a little bit in the third act, if I'm honest, like it all got a bit too just I didn't really know what was going on and all this and that. And then you have the the, the ending just feels a bit odd. I'm just like, you make this whole thing of it's all outside of the realms and nothing matters and all this and that. But now it does. Oh no, but it doesn't. But now it does. It's like what's 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 happening? What's going on? I don't on? know.
3: I like. I think if you approach if you approach a film like this with that sort of like, oh, does it make perfect sense? No, um, it's, it's it's not even
2: sense. It just it like particularly, I don't know how to quite put it into words. But like the thing that kind of, and maybe, this is nipping, because I really like this film. It entertained me and it was really well made. Like I love when I find a film like that. It was just a bit of when. They have this whole thing of the husband is like, no, 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 you fight by being good and all this and that. And then she's like, yeah, I can be good in all these universes and it works. And then the daughter goes, yeah, but it doesn't. It will always go to shit. And then the mom goes, but what if it doesn't? It's like, what are you, what are you doing here? You can't just keep flip-flopping
3: on. Well, that was like, that's why I want to watch it again, because there's so many different like themes and subtext running through all that. It's not just literally like, like. The rules of the universe being broken. It's like it's trying to say something else. Like the, the, Like the whole thing was like I think a, a, a bit of a like a allegory or a metaphor for like like suicide. Basically, the whole like um, mm. big ma- like black bagel, bagel that was sucking everyone in, it. and she's trying to like like she's trying to basically yeah like that's what it is like that's what it was was about and it's about a mum trying to like rescue rescue her out from that That... and understand her her daughter so like you can't really i understand what you're saying it it kind of probably made made a few little leaps here and there in terms of like the consistency and everything but like it was all about like the theme i think when it's doing that yeah
2: it just it felt a little bit like one of those ones like it wrote itself into a hole by saying oh, none of it matters and all this and that. And then why does it matter now? Oh, because the film says it does. And like, I don't mind. Like, I'm fine for little things like that. When a film's as good as this film is, I don't mind. But it's just what stops it from being five stars I th- for
1: me. I, I think I, I I got the the a similar thing about the whole, like, mental health allegory because... You know, she gets to that point where she's seen all the universes and she know like, they're, they're both on a level playing field of... They can both see every universe simultaneously. It's not all going to be bad. Of course, you're still going to have some bad moments and there's going to be some hardships, like but... Even if it always does end
2: up going bad again, the fleeting moments of good are what will make it all worth Yeah, it, yeah. I
1: mean. there's, there's the little moments. There's the moments where you are just sitting and spending time as a family and as that nice little moment of bliss between two people that make the hardships worth it yeah. that, that was that was the message i pulled from it anyway um, i think
3: it's just a really dense film in that way like, yeah. like there's like you cannot really process everything you've just seen because there's an awful lot in that film like yes, an awful lot you can't process it in in one sitting it, it i i said um to a friend it's going to be like the the darling of the film student for for Hmm. a while i think it's like it it feels like one of those films that kind of like it it sort of will it'll be what it'll be like a donnie darko or an eternal sunshine that type of thing where people haven't really seen it before it kind of changes things a little bit in terms of storytelling or like what's actually possible like within the medium like i don't i don't know if like i'm over overstating it like or not but like...
0: You know, that's what I was gonna say. I felt like while watching it, I was like, "This is what it was like when people watched The Matrix."
2: Hmm, yeah,
0: because yeah. I mean, it literally is The Matrix. It's the story of the One, and I was hmm. like, "This is what it was. This is what it was. This is what people watching like, fuck. This is something else. This is something new." And everyone's at
2: the top of their game. We Dad, did you see Matrix in cinemas when it came out?
3: Oh, that's a good question. Yeah,
2: I, well, I don't so think you've I... live, you've lived through both of these now, haven't you? <laughs>
3: um. You might've been a bit young to. Fully I think it. I was, you know, because I was only about, I was only like eleven. Yeah. So I wouldn't have been allowed because I think it was Matrix* was a fifteen. But I saw it on DVD oh, soon after course, it, yeah. uh, soon after it came out. Yeah, this film did have a lot of. It did. I think consciously pay homage to the matrix in certain places yeah. Like, yeah, very much yeah. saying, we are referencing the matrix here do you remember the matrix we're doing our <laughs> matrix so good in this film. the
0: whole the whole bit where she's hiding from jamie yeah. e. curtis in the office it's that's neo and agent morpheus and yeah. Short, short round is both Morpheus and Trinity. I did the not story know it was of, him until halfway through the film. Short
3: round is in uh, did it you as not? well. It,
2: no, I didn't clock that it was him. And then it's he says one line. I was like, that would no. Yeah. it's is it and when it looked away i was like oh shit he's back good for him yeah it's,
0: it's gonna it's gonna sound dumb but it's mad how he is just like a bigger older version of that boy like he's not yeah. really changed <laughs> that much like his yeah. voice is kind of the same and he but he, now he's got what 60 odd but he's like <laughs> obviously it's clearly short round like, it's yeah. so
3: weird <laughs> yeah his intonation hasn't changed that yeah. Yeah, yeah, no
0: yeah. no it's just the same dude but he's just like middle-aged did we do does anyone else agree that uh if I got the name right, raccoony is better than baby Yoda? It's the cutest uh, animal thing um, ever. R-
2: oh racing. <laughs> <Racka Cooney. laughs> that thing was weird so weird that, was so creepy
0: no no it
3: was yes. it was the best, I, I loved was the best. james yeah. like that was like the best bit of the film for me oh it's Better. funny it's a great yeah. joke no not a joke like it's it was joke. remote it was an em- it was like a proper emotional thing <sighs> for me like i'm 100 i'm being deadly serious <laughs> like that that whole little subplot like those weird little subplots are so good how yeah. they like and how they worked out into like the themes of in general and it all culminated like i was proper gutted when rakakuni got taken away like and, and oh. put 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 in the cage and he was proper screaming one of he was like going no yeah. no i was like <laughs> this is horrible and then like,
0: <laughs> he seen too much
3: <laughs> yeah exactly and the whole kind of rescue mission and everything and like it was great like that was a moment that was sort of like oh everything during this section of the film it's it's a culmination of everything like it's like yeah, funny Mike Chang with a raccoon it so- <laughs> yeah it's like it's really funny it's weirdly emotional there's like amazing music happening it keeps on cutting to like brilliant fight scenes that are like also have their own so- like mad ideas going on constantly it's like there's so much and it's just i don't know like that was just the point where I almost lost lost control and I knew the bit I lost control. <laughs> Dan,
0: Dan was sat next to me when I lost control. I knew he was on the floor, man. Oh god. I, I, I know which
3: you're gonna I know you gonna refer
0: to. I, 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 can I get
2: Yeah, go on. Is it the rock universe?
1: No, no, oh, no, no. That's no. so good. No, no, no. Ben lost his. Ben lost it before the rocket universe. It's a much more uh,
3: predictable pick for Ben here. Go on
1: Ben.
0: It's the bit when our friend Matt Harrison in the most beautiful shot I think I've seen in recent years leaps through the air, the security <laughs> guard leaps through the air. First, trousers down in slow motion. That whole bit I was in bits. See, I could I couldn't never see, I couldn't, I couldn't you, see right. I couldn't see I straight. I never
2: know whether you're going to love or hate stuff like that.
0: Oh, if it's done, if it's always done right, man, if it's done right, it's set up, it was paid off, it's filmed brilliantly, (laughs) it was so good,
2: so funny. And that's then, like, it's then accentuated by the guy that then runs in and you don't know why he can suddenly yeah, fight yeah. and then he flips so you can I don't even know what he had shoved up his arse
3: it's so clever though the way that they've done it's all just visual and it's yeah. like so so yeah. stupid like this fight scene where someone's like trying to be prevented from getting a butt plug <laughs> <laughs> and you know exactly why because it makes sense within the plot it's like they've somehow yeah. made it make sense and then suddenly you get this cut cool, like this beautiful shot of this guy just sho-
0: this <laughs> massive man <laughs> hulking <laughs> through the
2: so air. Good. He's got, was so He ain't got his secret. trousers on. Hey, he got his pants on. Oh my god. And I think it's a case of like not seeing it is better. Like the fact that it was blurred, it's funnier than seeing a dick. <clears throat> it was yeah. so good, man. Oh my god.
3: <laughs> what a mad, mad film, honestly. Like <laughs> I was in bits. Yeah. It's yeah. just
2: when there's that shot of all you could see is just a big rock on screen and all it's and it just says nothing just be a rock or something like that it's like what a frame what a fantastic
3: <laughs> yeah frame it's from good this film. it's great
0: it's fantastic man it's just brilliant you have
3: to, like you'll have to once this film is available to on streaming or whatever and we're able to like pause certain frames and what have you there'll be so much extra detail that comes out like um, yeah,
0: there's know. like there's the huge section where it's it's when Michelle Yeoh sees through the bagel and they go through what looks like fifty versions of her. Yeah,
1: in yeah. such that, quick
0: succession.
1: That, there's already high quality versions that I think A24 themselves have posted online of that yeah, specific right. scene, so that you can pause it and go yeah. through it. It's she, like literally. She's
3: great. A different image every frame and it's just like you only when you're watching it in the theater it's like obviously you can only process so much and see so much but you keep seeing these flashes of like what the fuck did I, you know what that's mm-hmm. one point there's like some kind of alien like p- looking thing at, at, like at one point there's some like thing that looks like a youtube video still <laughs> um it's just there's so much so much I, stuff I, in this I, right? she, there's a great she, bit like great
2: in this i love michelle yo I think yeah, she's I, always a treat yeah. whenever she shows up in anything and she just I'm, carries this film.
1: I I'm genuinely happy for her because yeah. like I've, I've seen interviews where she's been like proper tearing up and saying, this is the film she's been waiting for for like years now. She's been waiting to be a part of something like this.
2: I, and I thought the um, aspect ratio shifts were really good in this. And like, there were some that were just cuts, but there were some really nice ones where it was like as the camera would pan down, they would shift the aspect ratio, and it was so smooth I didn't even yeah. notice it sometimes. There was literally yeah. one point where it was letterboxed for the action scenes, and I was watching it, and I went, well, hang on a second. It's, it's full.
3: Like, there's no black bars at all. Yeah, that was cool. but well, that must have confused Ben because he gets confused with different aspect ratios, not <laughs> The government hiding behind the black bars and all that. <laughs> they didn't want us to see it, man subliminal <laughs> messaging there was just
2: so many bits of where like fight scenes would cut between universes and bits like that and someone would get pushed backwards from one scene to another and costumes would change that i, I was just watching it like i couldn't even get my head around where you would begin to start planning how to film this film and how you then cut it all together like what yeah absolute yeah i i
1: i want to i want to know if they did storyboards, and if so, I want to know how many just walls of storyboards where yeah. they're like, right, this is exactly how it has to look. This, it, <laughs> had, yeah. to be. this had to be a super planned out film. Like, this yeah,
0: would have been I pieced like, together yeah. in the edit. You can feel it. You can yeah. just feel like they've spent
2: years mm. on it. Like, they cared about this film.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's just, it lasts forever, man. So you got to put effort I in. I hope so. There was a great bit when we me and Rob were talking about it today, because they were like Rob really liked like the pseudo payoff when they were talking about the hot dog fingers. And like he was thinking like, well, how do they in that world, how do they do anything? Mm. Um, because they've got like sausage fingers, and I was <laughs> thinking that as well, like well, how would they do anything? And then they kind of pay it off by yeah. saying, or oh, they just use their toes and their feet. it's like, oh, brilliant and now we know you get that awesome shot of the that, those feet playing There was the like piano. a really great
2: detail <laughs> in that of how jamie lee curtis's character has a wrist brace on in
1: the regular universe and then in the she's on got foot. one on her
2: foot i was like that's such a great
1: little detail i, I think that and another thing that i can commend this film for was the the marketing because i watched like several trailers for this film both on purpose and then inadvertently seeing them at, like the cinemas and stuff where I, you know, I watched the first trailer and I was like, "I'm sold." I don't need to see any more trailers. But of course, you're exposed to trailers everywhere now. Um, but from all of the trailers, I had no idea how this film was going to work. Like, yeah, not like the, I knew that she was going to end up going to multiple universes to learn skills from herself. But that I thought that Jamie Lee Curtis was the the big bad. There was no indication of anyone else being involved i i thought that she was literally going to travel to the universes and meet herself to learn skills from herself no idea about the whole headpiece thing and the transferring of skills like that i i just started watching this film and i was like the 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 marketing for this was so good because it made me really want to watch this film and and showed like quite a bit of the film but without giving me any context (laughs)
0: Yeah, I thought like I I couldn't remember much of the trailer. I thought like googly eyes would be more of a thing. Yeah, I remember yeah. that sh- image strongly from the trailer. I might have to go back and they're like they're not a thing on the website on Letterboxd, When you click watched on the Letterboxd website, it's the googly eye. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's it's cool watching these two films because it's like I don't know about you guys, but it was like when we were kids and this these kinds of films just didn't exist. Yeah. You would sat there being like they could. They could do this. They could have all the Spider Men in one film. They can. They can. I can see it in my head. It could work. And like we're now weirdly at this era when it, it it it's it
1: exists. It's so it's weird. Yeah. Do we reckon that both multiverse and Ma- I mean we've already had quite a bit of it, but do we reckon that there's now just going to be an explosion of multiverse themed movies?
2: Could be. I hope so. Because like, but just do just have fun with it. Just be a bit mental jump across mad universes, like, you don't need to be tied down. Although, I will say, Rick and Morty's kind of got this issue now that this film was close to falling into of when you set up the idea of, well, there's infinite universes and we could just jump to another one to solve our problems. Where do you get your stakes from then? And it works in Rick and Morty because his whole point point (laughs) is, well, there are no stakes. It doesn't matter. And we're just a cartoon. Nothing matters. Who cares? But you kind of need more than that in a film.
0: Yeah, it is worrying. I think as well, it's, it, I don't know if they've got many franchises that can do this. Like I'm, I just don't think Bond will do it. No. <laughs> they, they're, they're too old-fashioned. Don't you think it's crazy? I think I told you this the other day, Dan, there's now more MCU movies than there are Bond movies now.
3: Yeah, that's yeah, probably ridiculous, isn't it?
0: It's not right. That <laughs> <It> shouldn't happen. <laughs> to, to wrap up, to wrap up, to cut to finish things off tell i don't know if james knows but the audience don't know why don't you just share dan what you were doing on tuesday night
3: <laughs> it's not that weird oh god isn't <laughs> that weird <laughs> i just like it. it's a good little i like i like the idea
0: that we kind of we now end stuff with like our little adventures
3: yeah <laughs> <laughs> It, it was a, it was a totally normal like nice experience basically I went to a, like an album listening party not a pie it wasn't a definitely a uh, party, no, no. But, <laughs> um <laughs> it was an album listening session Christian knows about this right
1: yeah 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 I, I remember you mentioning it in one of the chats yeah it's like all it was was like
3: go to a like a cinema a small kind of cinema screen with a good sound system um uh, sit in the dark with a eye mask on and listen to an album and just like turn off your phone and um, obviously and have no other distractions and just listen to the music basically and maybe it's a little bit pretentious to some people but I don't care What did you listen
2: to? I was going to say what was the album?
3: It was, well have you ever heard of Chico? Yeah Chico time Yeah it was Chico's Oh it was actually him? No James of course it fucking wasn't (laughs)
2: What do you think
3: Dan listened to? Is it is it Radiohead? <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it, was a, it was a Radiohead album. It was OK Computer. It's oh, the yeah. 25th anniversary of OK Computer. And so they put on a little a little Where is this? It. it was at a place called the Ducey Street Warehouse um, in Manchester. And it's a thing called Pitch Black Playback or Pitch Dark Playback. And they just have several screenings in different cities of certain albums you can't really call them screenings because there's nothing visual obviously um but yeah i just thought it was a cool little idea i suppose just listen to an album with a bunch of strangers although i was with i was with a friend who was also a a fan of the album it would have been a bit weird to go on my own i think (laughs) for (laughs) me i mean not knocking anyone who does want to do that but
2: and how long does it last
3: as long as the album lasts the length of the album
2: how how helpful? That's really sort of answer that question. Do you know yeah, that like to before
3: 90. streaming albums like forty actually minutes? Used to be, albums actually used to be in and of themselves a a, a cohesive work of you know music. I'll, they had to I'll they answer your question, I, James. I, I, I can, I can find out baby. for you. I'm, it was fifty-five I'm, minutes. There we go. There we Thank go. you.
2: Was that so hard, Daniel? Yes. <laughs>
1: I don't, actually, it, didn't have to... It, it's fifty-three minutes and forty-one seconds. Oh, if you want to know precisely, Fucked, Daniel. You didn't all have to hold hands, though, in the little room, Dan. You didn't no, all you didn't. need to do that.
0: That was a trifle necessary. <laughs> I yeah. like the idea, though, you're all sat in this little room facing each other, whatever or however you do it, in your little circle. And you've all got your little masks <laughs> on and the lights are off. But I love the idea that while you're all doing that sat still, the staff are in there doing, like, the weirdest <laughs> stuff yeah. silently. And, uh, ha- and they're, like, filming it as well for their own amusement. You're just, like, sat there
3: yeah and was they're,
0: like, they're like going nuts
3: <laughs> it was it was speakers james because it's kind of meant to be like a, a shared experience i guess uh, it was okay. sort of like you're meant to like take advantage of the, like the good sound system of the how many location. people
2: in there dropped acid before going i wouldn't know i didn't ask There was them.
3: definitely a few of them that were on something I don't know. I don't know. I think a lot of Radiohead fans are kind of old. There were a few younger people there, but like most, are just kind of older and they've done all this. What's that kind your favourite moment? What was um, your
0: favourite part? The very end
3: of the album because it was over. Why and you got to go home? It was... <laughs> no, it's like I've listened to that album like probably hundreds of times. So it's like I... the whole experience was interesting because it was bringing out like a few little details I hadn't heard before and stuff, but. I've listened to it so many times but I don't know it's just an interesting way to listen to the album. I enjoyed my favorite tunes like um and favorite moments as I usually do. Um yeah, it's it doesn't make me like nostalgic. I was listening to like Sorry to make this the Radiohead podcast, <laughs> but I was listening to a documentary on the twenty-five year, twenty-fifth anniversary of that album that BBC Sounds just released, and it's like a retrospective. Weirdly enough, you know the the mayor of Manchester, Andy Burnham, hmm.
2: um
3: he, he's in this documentary saying that it's his favorite album. So, like, I feel better about voting. Like, for him, should he <laughs> <laughs> ever You're like it. Okay care about for... his policies, but you like his uh, yeah. of music. Well, anyone whose favourite album is OK Computer must have something about him. Like, they must be OK. In my book, anyway. Um, yeah, like, they, they were just talking about, like, how what, one person made the point. that like, you, a lot of people listen to music, especially in the past, and it's, like, makes them nostalgic and stuff. And, like, they think about the time I get that. They, they lived, which I totally get, because I've got certain music like that mm. as well, where I think, oh, where was I at this point and everything? And it takes me back and stuff. But like with that particular album, like I don't get nostalgic because it just exists in in the moment I'm listening to it. It's like weirdly like for me still really current and fresh and sounds just as good as it do- did. Do you think that's because you've never stopped listening to it?
2: Like there's never been a concrete point in your life that that was when you listened to that album because you've always sort of listened to it. There isn't a set period of your life that it reminds you of.
3: Probably yeah, probably it's always kind of like been been with with me. But, um, yeah, it was a good experience, though. It was a good experience. Do you reckon you'd do it again? Yeah, for sure, if the album was one I was really into.
1: I, I did just look them up, and they are like a worldwide... It's like a worldwide thing. They do London, Manchester, Copenhagen, Amsterdam, New York, LA, and New Zealand.
4: <laughs>
1: it's like you
0: say, it's a worldwide thing. They're doing Newcastle, London... <laughs> and- no. <laughs> no, like, yeah... <laughs> I don't know. If this is a weird thing to do, like because cause I know he's because like, like Van Vangelis has just died, but it's like I wouldn't mind doing it for Blade Runner because that's for like a musical score. Yeah. Oh right, yeah. Just listening to the yeah, yeah. music.
3: It is just nice because because you're encouraged to turn your phone off completely, and obviously there's a huge more so than in a cinema screen, like pressure to not make a fuss and not be on your phone and not fucking like you're meant to be in darkness. And there are no distractions, and that's the whole. thing. It's literally
0: a whole ad now of yeah. John Boyega telling you to get off your phone. Yes, yeah, yeah, fucking yeah.
2: crazy. <laughs> the eye mask part's a bit weird, if I'm honest. you lost me. They're, they're, everyone sitting there wearing eye masks is a bit odd. You don't that's have to wear the eye. You don't
3: have to wear the <laughs> eye mask. It's just you've provided with it. It's kind of a little bit gimmicky, but like obviously, like they can't turn every light off, and they really like because there's a safety light, so they're mm. really into the idea of just like sending like the next step up for them would be like a sensory deprivation tank. That'd like you're, be just cool. f- you're just floating in space somewhere, listening to like music. <laughs> listening to Busted. Uh, which I would be into. Yeah, listening to Busted. Just yeah. the, the little details in year 3000, really.
0: We've got to get Carl in one of those dark album listening rooms <laughs> and, well, and just Carl, wait listen. for him.
2: And we'll take him out like, the night room camera and just film his entire reaction to it.
0: Because look Carl didn't understand the concepts that you could just sit and listen to music and not do anything
2: else yeah, I don't do mind. that to be fair like i don't, I, just, I understand why you you do you it. know the concepts yeah I get it i just I would get bored
3: you listen it's to the fair. wrong music then no nah. <laughs> that's what i
2: think i like I just yeah I'm not deep about music at all I enjoy stuff that I like the sound of
3: I mean I enjoy stuff I like the sound of as well James I, think, I, I was I going to say, I mean, that's, that's music. What, that's that's, think, a, that's music. Basic crux music. I think, I yeah. think that, that's... Yeah, yeah. But so, I mean, I
2: don't look for anything further. I don't look for, like, deep lyrics or anything like that. If I just enjoy listening to it, it's like, yeah, cool, I like that song. I'm not really into lyrics either, to be honest. I don't really pay too much attention. You're into music. I would never, never say that I'm into music.
3: Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, whatever. You, we, we like what we like, you know. We it's like,
2: you know, people like films, but they're not into film in, like... They would never look at how it's made and what it means and all this and that, and like the craft of it.
0: Can I, to completely change subjects, because I've just remembered, uh, can I ask James the Doctor Who question? Because it's going to be another two months before we get another podcast out. So (laughs) there's like ground to cover. What have you been, what do you think of the whole David Tennant and Catherine Tate returning for potential one or more appearances? I'll
2: see how it's done because i i don't think you know it's doctor who with so much time traveling and wibbly wobbly timey wimey bullshit they can they can make kind of anything work if they want to on the surface i'm a bit like is it going to make sense is it just going to be a bit of a shut up we don't care we just want to get these actors back probably if we're honest but well you, you know i enjoy tenant enough to just enjoy an extra episode of it
0: i, I had the same thought of like mm. well in the story donna Can't like see him again or no? Yeah, through whatever you know the the plot, and then but in I was filled with more confidence because on Russell T Davis's like Instagram post, he addresses that in the post. Okay, like how how can Catherine Tate come back, Donna? Donna's mind will explode. How can this happen? Is it just time? Has it just events that that we've not seen yet? Is it something else? Is it a different universe? So I think he seems to really care about the lore and the canon. I'm putting out there recording now. I just enjoy my personal fan theory that Russell T. Davis is erasing Matt Smith, Peter Capaldi. And Jodie Whittaker from Canon, and he's just <laughs> continuing on from David Tennant as if they never happened, and then he's just going to regenerate into the, into the new lad. I love that idea. I think that's hilarious. That's my personal theory that I wish he's would he's continuing his Doctor Who, not not anyone else's, <laughs> yes. just yes. his, his. So I really
2: like that idea. So I'm I'm always, I'm confident. Yeah, man, I'm always up for like they can do what they want with Doctor Who now, as far as I'm concerned, because if it's good. Then I'll be like, oh yeah, great! I might get back into this. And if it's awful, it's like, well, I don't. I've stopped watching this show. Like I, I'm not invested in it anymore. Yeah. Like when Jodie first started, I watched the first episode. Went, yeah, I think she'll be. She'll put on a good performance. And I'm not going to watch any of it. It's not for me anymore. But that's fine.
1: I, I'm I'm always up for giving. Like whenever a changeover happens, I always try and give Doctor Who a go again. Yeah. And then sometimes I enjoy it. Sometimes. yeah i'm I'm happy to drop out because uh, yeah i'd
2: like them doing specials of my old favorites because then i could just drop in watch that and then never watch anything more
3: should we wrap it up guys <laughs> yeah i'm happy to who hosted ben you hosted this who you? is hosting this podcast i think Ben feels out. like oh, it's gosh. me but it's <laughs> not is <laughs> <We're>, it <laughs> It's we're, Ben.
1: we're all kind of hosting like yeah. you know on. like ben started the podcast Dan introduced the first topic. You did the segue.
0: Well, so you close us out, Christian? Then. Uh, oh my, am I close us out?
1: <laughs> yeah, pull your weight. <laughs> I guess that's uh, that's that's the episode. That's uh, us all talked out on multiverses for now. Yeah, let's
0: let's do let's let's reconvene because I know we've got Stranger Things, Kenobi show, and I'm going to try and watch Top Gun. So we've got a we've got we've got some stuff coming up. So we'll be back we'll be back in a we'll be back in a month.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll be back. Yeah, maybe in a month, maybe in two, maybe in six. Uh anyway, this terrible podcast ending is going on too long. So uh thank you all for listening. And uh see you all next time. Yeah. Bye. Bye <laughs>
0: bye. Boys.